The focus of the Masechta are the fasts which are decreed upon a community, or perhaps on all those who live in Eretz Yisrael, when a tragedy or a drought occurs. The focus of the first Perek is when there is a drought and it hasn't rained, and which fasts were decreed and when. Now the first mission of the Masechta discussed Mashav HaRuach, which is when we mention rain in the second bracha of Shemona Esrei. That's when we praise Hashem for rain. And we saw a dispute between Rabbi Yezer and Rabbi Yeshua about whether we begin saying that at the beginning of Sukkot or the end of Sukkot. The first statement of this Mishnah, although there are other ways to learn it, we are going to understand that this is referring to the Saint Talumotar, which is the request for rain which we say during Baruch Oleinu later on in Shemona Esrei on a weekday. And the Mishnah says that according to everybody in Shalin Nesagashomim, we do not ask and request for rain at a Sumach except for right before the rainy season, only when we actually want it to rain now, only then do we start davening and requesting for rain. And that date will be discussed in the next Mishnah, but for now the Mishnah returns to the subject of Mashiv HaRuach, and Rabbi Yehuda in this Mishnah holds like Rabbi Yeshua in the previous Mishnah that Mashav Aruach is said from the last day of Sukkot, from Shmini Atzeres. Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Yehuda says, The one who is the Chazan, on the last day of Sukkot, Shmini Atzeres, the last Chazan, and that refers to the Chazan who davens Musaf, Mazker, he mentions Mashav Aruach. However, Harisha in the first one, referring to the one who davens Shacharis, in Amazkir, he does not mention Rashi Ruach. And the reason why we start in Musaf and not in Shachris or even Mariv the night before is because not everybody came to Shul for Mariv. And before beginning to say Mashiv Ruach, they would make an announcement in Shul to remind everybody and to tell them that they are beginning to say Mashiv Ruach from then for the rest of the winter. So they couldn't do it during Mariv since many people wouldn't be present and they wouldn't hear about having started saying Mashav Ruach. But they also couldn't do it during Shacharis, one reason being that it's forbidden to interrupt between Shema and Shemona Esrei during Shacharis. They wouldn't be able to make the announcement before Shemona Esrei. And so because of that, they would wait until Musaf, make the announcement then, and then begin saying Mashav Ruach for the rest of the winter. It should be noted that the opinion of Rabbi Yeshua himself in the previous Mishnah is that we begin saying Mashal Ruach already from the Mariv, from the beginning of Shemini Atzeres. Now when do we stop saying Mashal Ruach? Beyond the Varishin Shal Pesach, on the first day of Pesach, Horishain Mazkir, the first Chazan for Shachris, continues to mention Mashal Ruach. Again, the switch is made for Musaf, Ha'achrei Eino Mazkir, the last Chazan, the Chazan for Musaf, does not mention Mashal Ruach. Again, the change, the announcement is always made, but just before Musaf. So, so far we have learnt when we begin and stop saying Mashvaruach. We've also learned that we begin asking for rain around about the rainy season, when it generally begins to rain in Eretz Israel. And that exact date will be discussed in the next Mishnah, but for now the Mishnah asks, Until when do we ask for rain? And that again is saying the Saint Halomotor in the Bracha of Borech Aleinu. Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda says, Until Pesach passes and it is over. We stop saying it only at the end of Pesach. Now there's a very striking question over here, because Rabbi Huda a few lines ago just said that on the first day of Pesach we stop saying Mashav Ruach. So if we stop mentioning rain, then all the more so we should stop asking for rain. So how can it be that Rabbi Huda is now saying that we continue asking for rain until the end of Pesach? So the Gemara explains that actually it's two versions of what Rabbi Yehuda said, but indeed they do contradict each other, and the Mishnah is just bringing two versions of what Rabbi Yehuda held. 
be as a mayor, be mayor, maybe be mayor says, Nisan, we continue asking for rain until Nisan ends. Shenemra, as the Posuk says in Yoel, after there was a drought, and after the long drought, it began raining. And it says that he brought down rain for you, the early rains and the later rains, Barishain in the first month, implying that during the entire month of Nisan, it continued raining and that was considered to be a blessing. And so because of that, we continue requesting for rain until the end of Nisan, according to Rabbi Meir. Rabbi Huda argues because he says that, that was an exception over there. Since there was a drought, so they needed more rain. And anyway, it was a miracle that all of the crops and the produce grew very quickly that year. And so we can't really bring a proof from that miraculous occurrence. Mishnah Gimel, what is the exact date that we begin asking for rain? Mishlashim on the 3rd of Marcheshvan, which is just a couple of weeks after Sukkot, we begin to ask for rain. Rain generally begins to come down on the 3rd of Cheshvan in Eretz Yisrael. And so in Eretz Yisrael, we would begin asking for rain on the 3rd of Marcheshvan. Outside of Eretz Yisrael, it will be a later date, but we're referring to what they would do inside Eretz Yisrael. Ramon Gamliel, Gamliel says that although it's true that the rain generally begins, the first rain usually falls on the th- around the 3rd of Marcheshvan, we only begin asking for rain Beshivabai on the 7th of Marcheshvan, which is Chamisha Asoyim Acher Echog, 15 days after the end of Sukkot. After Shminyat Tzeres, Kedeshi Agia Achrin Shabi Yisrael in Paras, so the last member of the Jews can reach the river of Paras, which is the river at the edge of Eretz Yisrael going into Bovel. And the reason for Ramon Gamliel is that if you were to begin asking for rain before that, so you would have Jews travelling back from having been in Yerushalayim and been by the Beis HaMikdosh for the Yom Tov of Sukkot, and whilst they're travelling back, it would start raining. It would make the, di- the journey very difficult for them. And so says Ramon Gamaliel, we only start asking for rain after there has been enough time for everybody to get back to Bovel to outside of Eretz Yisrael. Mishnah Dalad, according to this Mishnah, the third rain generally falls on the 17th of Cheshvan in Eretz Yisrael. Now if if it reaches the 17th of Cheshvan, and it still has not rained at all, so now it's clear that a drought has started, and there is a reason to fast. However, since it's only two weeks into the rainy season, so it's not considered to be so severe, and so only his chilu hayachidim, the individuals, which interestingly is the Mishnah's description of Tamil Chachomim, the extra righteous people, begin misanin sholishtaniyos to fast three fasts. And as we're going to see, they always fast on Monday, Thursday, Monday. That's always the set of three. One of the reasons given for this is that since Moshe Rabbeinu, after the Jews sinned by the Egla Zahov, Moshe Rabbeinu went back to receive the Luchos Shaniyos, the second set of Luchos. He went out to receive the Torah again on a Thursday, and he came down 40 days later on Yom Kippur, which fell on a Monday. So those two days of the week are considered special days for obtaining mercy from Hashem and forgiveness, so it's good days for Teshuvah. And therefore the fasts always on Monday and Thursday. As well as that, we'll learn in the second parak that we always start from Monday and not from Thursday. And the reason for that will be discussed in the second parak of the Masechta. Be as it may, since this is not yet at a severe stage of drought, and it's only the Tamid Chachomim fasting, so this fast is considered more lenient. And because of that, they are allowed to eat and drink after it has got dark at night, and, these, and the, the fast only begins from the daytime. It's not like Tisha B'Av and Yom Kippur, which begins from the night. Rather, they only fast during the day. 
And as well as that, during the day while they are fasting, it's permitted to do work, or a chitza, to wash oneself, or a sicha, to rub oil on oneself, or an ilasa sandal, to wear shoes, and to have marital relations, one does not need to afflict himself by abstaining from these things, like we do on Tishabav and Yom Kippur, because again, this is not viewed as a very severe fast. As we'll see, if it continues not to rain, then the fasts will get progressively more severe. Mission Hey, this is now stage two. If it reached Rodchodesh Kislev, and it still hadn't rained, so this is now around four weeks after we began asking for rain. Based in Goizrim, Sholishtanius al The based in would decree three fasts on the community, not just for the extra righteous Tamidichachomem, but for everybody, and again it would be Monday, Thursday, Monday. But again, since it's only the first set of fasts for the community, it again is a relatively lenient fast, and because of that, they can eat and drink once it has got dark the previous night, because the fast only begins in the daytime. And that day of the fast, it is permitted to do work of a chitza, and to wash oneself of a sicha, and to rub oil on oneself of an ilasa sandal, and to wear shoes with sash and to have marital relations. So as we have seen on the first two stages, the first two sets of fasts, the actual laws of the fast are relatively lenient. We'll see from stage three, if it still hasn't rained after these set of fasts, then the fasts begin to get more severe.